I'm sweating because I'm so scared and nervous and I don't know what to say. And being able now to be able to speak freely, being able to post things online, because before, even though I could post, but I was scared of posting. And that's because I was, the disappointment was, I was thinking, oh, I have dyslexia, I have dyslexia, I have dyslexia. So because of that, I just can't do what God has called me to do. So I had to break free from that mindset of being disappointed that, oh, I have dyslexia. And that's when the freedom came. Even though, yes, I talk about it now, like, oh yeah, I have dyslexia, fine, I understand that. But not that it holds me and stops me from fulfilling purpose. Because sometimes when we go through a disappointment, some people let it actually grip them to the point that they can't move forward. And that's the dangerous thing. You need to be able to move forward. A disappointment is just a stepping stone to your next level. Welcome to the Radiant Pearl Living Podcast, where you will hear fearless stories to nurture your dreams and inspire you to live a radiant lifestyle you love. Now, here is your host, Stacey Zand. Hello, friend. It's such a delight to have you here for episode 32 of our Radiant Pearl Living Podcast. In this episode, the idea of your story matters in writing well continues with this interview featuring today's guest speaker, Tunji Olajimi, an author, coach, pastor, and worship leader sharing his personal story and the impact possible through pushing past setbacks and dyslexia to operating in your strengths as you write and get published as an author. Today's episode is brought to you by the Radiant Pearl Prayer Journal Package, created to equip you for faith-filled moments, recorded intentionally each day through prayer, worship, journaling, and Bible study. Learn more at shop.radiantpearlliving.com or text Radiant Pearl to 81257. Everything we discuss in this episode, including the show notes, can be found at radiantpearlliving.com slash episode 32. Before we go into the actual interview of this particular series, I wanted to just share with you a story on purpose and on pain sometimes in purpose. A Sunday afternoon, my husband and I returned from service and serving and just came home to a most strikingly sweet scent. We had some roses on our table, our dining table, and at first glimpse, you'd think that they were withered roses, but there actually is a story in what we saw with our natural eyes. When my husband and I returned home, we entered into the kitchen and later actually in my home office to a smell that was so sweet smelling as a sweet smelling savor that we could not ignore and really could be likened to that of worship lifted up to our king. I shared with him to Look at the once very beautiful and vibrant roses he gave me only a week ago and how much fragrance it is producing today, even though it looked so withered away. And then I began to think, how is it that something that we perceive with a natural eye that is so lovely to look upon not produce fragrance in the way as this now withered and dying version of itself can produce. It's truly a wonder. It reminds me of how circumstances, even in our own lives, that we thought would completely crush us or make certain parts of us die and wither away, will produce actually a fragrance that is undeniable. 
there is something about the crushing, dying, what we believe to be withering away and brokenness that serves a beautiful purpose, providing greater value than we could have ever imagined. I pray God continues to send us, you and I, little reminders throughout our days that simple yet powerful encounters exist in everyday things that he brings before our eyes and he brings to revelation to us. The brokenness that you may be experiencing right now as a listener and you're going through in your journey of life, and you may even know someone who is experiencing a season of brokenness and a season of feeling as though they're dying and withering away and dreams are lost and they have so much yet to overcome. But know that this season is a part of God's divine plan to make you a witness that he gives beauty for ashes. He turns our mourning into joy and our dying dreams into fulfilled promises. There will be no denying the fragrance your life will bring to this world, your loved ones, your community, your home, your congregation, your friends, your life, when you know your life is not your own, when you know it is important to go through the process of pruning, dying daily, of just being consecrated and having a communal walk with the Lord. Know that you were created to fulfill a beautiful purpose, no matter what state you're in. I also want to invite you to stick around till the very end of this interview so that you can hear our Radiant Pearl takeaways. Tinji is the author of six books, known as the Book Author Coach and the CEO of Accelerated Authors Academy, a highly competent, motivated, and enthusiastic professional with years of experience in administration and project support. Tunji has worked with over 50 people to write and publish their books and coached over 1,000 people through workshops and speaking. Tunji helps coaches, consultants, business owners, speakers, trainers, and entrepreneurs to create authority, profitability, credibility, and visibility by writing and publishing their first book in 90 days or less to increase their impact, influence, and income. Born premature, weighing only one pound with a hole in his heart, not sure if he will live or die, growing up with dyslexia gave him the determination to make something of himself and reach for greatness. So yes, I'm excited that we have Tinji with us here today. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so Tinji, first thing I want to know, because of course you have done a lot and you have experienced a lot, is how did you go about finding your purpose? Wow. It, it took me a while, I would say, even though okay, I got saved at a young age, became a Christian at a young age, I got saved at the age of 13. And I found God trying to find out, okay, what am I here for? But I just went into, I would say, ministry in a way, because I just started preaching and because I got saved in Nigeria. And in Nigeria, when you get saved, you're just told to go out and get everybody saved. (laughs) That's what you do. You go out preaching on the bus, on the street, in school and everything like that. And I just thought that was my purpose. But growing up, 
it was difficult in the sense of, like I said, I have this dyslexia. So I didn't do as well as most of my my peers did. And obviously I wanted to go into accounting. That was my, one of my dreams. I don't know why I chose accounting, but I've never, ever worked in accounting at all. But from growing up to going to university, finishing university, I had to take care of my mom. And that was the time when I became a full-time carer for my mom is kind of when I knew my purpose. Mm. This was at the age of 27, yeah, about 27. And I did that for four years. So from 2006 to 2010, I was a full-time carer. And that was when I found my purpose in the sense of that's when I really kind of started ministry properly. And that's when I knew that I was called to really teach on worship mm. and the glory of God. That's when because I, I was praying and praying and I had encounters and all that kind of stuff with God. And that's when I knew that, okay, I'm called to teach on worship, teach on the glory of God. And that's what I started doing. But I still knew that I wanted more. I wanted to work as well, but just couldn't really find jobs properly because of my gap in my CV. I know you guys call it resume. So because of working at, staying at home with my mom, I had a four-year gap and that just kind of messed up things when it came to looking for jobs. And then I thought, okay, what can I do? And people were asking me, oh, you've written a book. You've written two books, three books. Why don't you help me write a book? And that's when I knew that, okay, business-wise, my purpose is to help people write and publish their books. Mm. And I started doing that. And that's been about five years part-time. But now because of COVID, I've gone into it full-time. And yeah, that's my purpose. So ministry-wise, my purpose definitely is to teach people about worship, getting closer to God, understanding that we're created for more than where we are right now. And business-wise, helping people understand that, hey, everyone has a book in them and you can bring it out if you know out. Wow, how beautiful. Just like how when you were talking there and sharing your passion. And um, that's usually a question that I ask. I can see that your purpose found you and that it also is a part of your passion, your purpose intertwined. And just like David was a man after God's own heart, I can see that God allows those who are in the same sphere, really, we are people after that same heart. And it's so beautiful to hear that. So now that you found your purpose, do you want to go a little bit deeper into what exactly is your passion? when it comes to writing well and your journey of being an author? I think for me, when I started out, I was not thinking of writing a book at all because I wasn't good at grammar and English. I didn't do that well. And obviously, I spell things wrong. I Even reading, I read things wrong because I see something else on the page and I read something else. And so I wasn't really thinking about becoming an author. But during that time of being at home with my mom, I just felt, okay, I can do something. I'm just sitting there. Let me do something. And I thought, write a book because a friend, about two or three friends had written books during that time. And I thought, oh, if they can do it, I can do it. Why not? <laughs> and I just thought, okay, what can I write about? And I thought, oh, I've been sharing a lot about worship, worship, worship. Let me just write a book about that. That's, that's what I did. And from there till now, I've just had the passion to really see people become authors. We try to make it so difficult because we feel that every book needs to be like a textbook that we read in, in school or college or university, but it doesn't have to be that. It can be a short 
book, 100 pages that can really, really make impact. I think one of the things that really helped me was because seeing the testimonials from people saying, oh, I gave my life to Christ after reading your book. I got a testimony from someone that was in prison in another country. I don't even know how they got my book. Somewhere in Europe. And I was like, whoa, okay. So there's a power, there's power in a book. Mm-hmm. And that's when I knew the power of a book because I believe that a book can go further than you can go. A book will go into places that normally you may not even physically be able to get to. You know, so I just believe that Everybody has a book in them. There's a there's power in a book. And if we all believe that we can do it, then we have a message and a story to share. And everyone needs to hear that message. Wow, beautiful. I love that. I love the fact that you have really pointed out that this is for everyone. And if you just simply answer the call, all you sometimes need, like you were saying, is really that guide and you're helping to provide that guidance. I was thinking to the fact that your background and also taking care of your mom, you being a caretaker in that sense, but now you're taking care of people who have that book within them and caring and nurturing that calling, that assignment to create that book and to bring that to birth and out there for the world to deliver that message as you see the value and the impact that that has created and how others have that ability as well. Thank you for sharing that, Tinji, your passion. (laughs) So I would love to know with everything that you've been able to really accomplish when it comes to writing and helping others to also write, how do you go about planning for that kind of life that you want to live? So can take us through planning maybe daily or weekly, take us through that journey. Okay. I think it's all down to probably mindset, I would say, in terms of where do you see yourself? Where do you want to go? What is it that you want to achieve? And when you actually know what that is, then you are plan towards that very thin. If you don't have a plan at all, then you're not going anywhere. So you first need to understand what is it that I actually want to accomplish, either through writing or through a business or through ministry or whatever platform it is that you want to use to get to that very place. And and also thinking, okay, because we're Christian, so what, what is that life that God has for me? Did God create me just to be someone that's not really doing much or did God create me to make impact? And that's the thing for me is about making impact. I truly believe that if we can tap into everything that God has put within us, we can make impact, have influence, and also make income. Right. So your day routine, when you sit down to write, you think about what is it that you want to do and accomplish and the impact you want to make. Do you have like a journal where you keep and record your thoughts and your goals? And what is your regiment when it comes to being able to sit down and actually write? I don't have a journal. I want to start doing that. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I just bought one for my wife for her birthday last week. Oh, awesome. I need to get on. But what I do when it comes to writing, the way I I write my books is I plan it out first. And the way I do that is I ask myself five questions, five W's. Why do I want to write this book? What is this actual book about? Who is this book for? When is it coming out? And where is it going? When I answer those five questions, then I can really go into preparing that book, which for me is more of doing a mind map 
when I can mind map out everything that I need for that particular book, either on a daily basis or weekly basis. And then I can now see everything that I need for that particular book. So this is done for every book. So it's not like a, a morning routine where every morning I wake up and I say, okay, five o'clock, I'm doing this, then six o'clock. No, I wouldn't say I really have a morning routine. I'm, I would say I have a morning routine, but in the sense of we wake up, we we pray and all that kind of stuff, and then we just start our day. But from starting my day, and if I'm writing a book, that's what I do. I answer those five questions, then I go into mind mapping, and after mind mapping, then I go into writing. The reason why most people don't actually get their book done is because they start writing first and not planning. But if you can plan your book first, prepare it, then write it, then you can finish it. You know, that's so interesting. And I love that you brought up that point, Tenji, in terms of everyone does have their way of doing things, obviously, and their processes. And of course, I feel like because women are always enticed by these beautiful journals and it's so easy, (laughs) like you just bought one for your wife. It's very easy for us to just always journal about everything and then pull from our journaling in to compiling that into a book. I remember for me, that was my first book written while I was in college at 17 years old. It was because I was keeping a diary and I was like, you know what? A lot of this would be helpful to college students because I'm going through this and I realized that those who I was sharing it with in church and in ministry while traveling were being impacted. I need to go ahead and just let this be available to everyone through a book. But it was already compiled as a journal. But I love the process that you are taking us on that is a very special and unique way of really being able to focus and plan intentionally for the book that you want to write because not everyone has that discipline to just pull together and maybe because they're not natural writers, they don't find that that journal that they've written in can be compiled into a book. When you brought that up, I would love for you to share now, how is it that you got from having this idea of I'm going to share the stories of worship and taking people through an experience. Maybe you can share a little bit about that experience and that book pertaining to the glory as well. I'd love for you to share a little bit about that in particular with writing. Okay. The way I wrote that book, similar to you, I wasn't journaling, but I was doing, if you remember the days of Facebook notes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I used to write lots of notes on Facebook. (laughs) tag everyone in it so this was what 2007 8 9 and i would tag 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 and when i thought about writing a book i just thought oh i have all these notes let me just bring them together so that was my first book (laughs) the idea of your story matters and writing well continues with a focused exploration on faith and writing during the season of talk and encouragement for our series. Have you thought about your personal story and why it matters? Well, we are going to continue to discuss the power of your personal story, prayer, journaling, and community through discussions in our Facebook group and on Clubhouse throughout this series as we meet daily and weekly to provide support and share stories through our club. It's such an interactive space and I'm so excited that I'm now able to see the faces of some of our listeners, our viewers, and Radiant Pearls like yourself.
I want to encourage you to have a designated space to record and get clear on your personal story. If you would like more help with this and have a story to share when it comes to your home, I want to give you an opportunity to be featured as a co-author in an upcoming book and have your story shared in audio format as well as in an upcoming series to be released on this podcast. Now let's get back to the show. Notes together and obviously had to really dissect and make sure that it flows from chapter one to the end as a book. But the experience for me was that I I began to understand God more in the sense of it was not about religion. It was more about relationship. Mm -hmm. Understanding that worship is having a true relationship with God. And when you get into that place, you can experience his glory. Mm -hmm. Yes, anyone can experience his glory in in an atmosphere, but to truly experience the manifested glory, we should be in direct relationship with God. So that's one of the reasons why I wrote that book. So people begin to understand that, hey, it's not just about one attending church and having events and all that kind of stuff. But yes, that's good. But how is my walk with God? How is my relationship with God? How can I truly understand this God that I say that I serve? And if I say I worship him, because whoever you worship, you become like. So if you worship him, you should become more like him and experiencing him in your daily life. So that was the reason um, I wrote that book. And my experience was I was having encounters with God during that time of writing that book as well, because Mm. I wanted to make sure that I experienced what I was writing. So during that process or during that time, if there was an event about worship or about the presence of God, about the glory, I was there so that I can experience more of it and I'll be able to write more about it. Wow. Because you were operating in that sense of having that keen awareness to the glory of the Lord and through worship. So many people don't realize that the form and the time that we take actually to do the writing can be an art form of worship. Mm -hmm. And it does take us, it's so beautiful hearing you share that because it even brought me to another interview that I was discussing nature and how a lot of the things that we don't necessarily realize that it's a part of our being just from nature and now to utilizing our hand and all the things that God has given us is a way for us to connect with him and if it's used in the right way right and we're keen and aware of his presence and so i love that you have really tapped in to that form of worship to him through writing that brought you to a deeper place in him. And I want to dare say that that can be the case for anyone if they really decide in their heart of hearts, they want to draw closer. I could hear the hunger that you had in that moment in time while you were experiencing that closeness and you were going through writing and sharing. And in essence, being a reflection of our maker because you, yes, God is the master creator and you were being a reflection of him in creating things and writing that was drawing you closer to him and as you were worshiping and giving it all back. It's mm-hmm. such a beautiful process. In that time, I said, I want to write without speaking about it. I don't just want to speak about it. I want to be able to speak about it with experience. So I said, God, I need to experience this. Even though I'm writing about it, I've experienced some of it, but I want to experience more. The supernatural and angels and all those things so that when I'm writing about it, I can say that, hey, I've experienced this right. too. I'm not 
not just writing just because I'm writing, but it's because it's something that I've experienced. And I know that we all, as children of God, are entitled to operate from the glory and be able to become supernaturally natural. Yes, and there's something to be said about really living it, right? You speak from a place of substance because you've walked the walk and you can talk the talk. So Tunji, because you've shared so much wisdom thus far, and I would love for you to enlighten us in the sense of really what sort of experiences, because you've already shared a, a bit on that, but some of the disappointments that you've experienced that has helped define who you are today and the mission that you have when it comes to writing well and getting your message out there for the glory of the Lord? (laughs) Um, Disappointments for me mainly will will probably be not being able to express myself properly when when I was growing up. I I was timid. I was shy. I couldn't really speak. (laughs) Mm. Um, And that really choked me until I had to find a place in God to say, okay, if you've called me to do this, if you're writing, speaking and all that, then I need to be able to do it and stop being shy. Because I remember when I speak, if it was at university doing presentation, I'm sweating because I'm so scared and nervous and I don't know what to say. And being able now to be able to speak freely being able to post things online because before even though I could post but I was scared of posting and that's because I was the disappointment was I was thinking oh I have dyslexia I have dyslexia I have dyslexia so because of that I just can't do what God has called me to do so I had to break free from that mindset of being disappointed that oh I have dyslexia and that's when the freedom came. Even though, yes, I talk about it now, oh yeah, I have dyslexia, fine, I understand that. But not that it holds me and stops me from fulfilling purpose. Because sometimes when we go through a disappointment, some people let it actually grip them to the point that they can't move forward. And that's the dangerous thing. You need to be able to move forward. A disappointment is just a stepping stone to your next level. So yes, you may have experienced a disappointment, you may have failed in business, maybe you've had a failed marriage or whatever it is that disappointment may be. It's a stepping stone to your next level. So you need to be able to understand that and be able to move forward. So I understood that, okay, yes, that's a disappointment for me, dyslexia, but I'm not going to let that stop me. So now I speak, I write, I sing, I do whatever it is that God has called me to do because I understand who I am in Him. When we understand our identity in God, then failure can't stop us. Fear can't stop us because He hasn't given us the spirit of fear. He's given us the spirit of love, power, and of a sound mind so our mind is sound in Christ so because of that we can't let disappointment stop us wow you're preaching there you're preaching brother I love that. And I love the fact that you are turning those setbacks into stepping stones. And a lot of that has to do too with really knowing, having that mindset, just like you were saying, overcoming that, the battle first in the mind and knowing that, hey, I am a daughter or son of the high most king. It's not it's not within me to fail and to fail for no reason. If I'm going through this and I'm encountering all of these derailments and disappointments, it's because it's a part of making me stronger and taking me 
ultimately to my destiny. And I love that when you can have that half glass full mentality that nothing is going to hold you back because it's all meant for your good. It's just Mm -hmm. so beautiful having this faith that we have. (laughs) So when it comes to writing as well, what most people need to understand is Yes, you may not be great at it, but don't worry, you're not the editor. Leave it to the editor. Let the editor and proofreader do their job. You just write. Even if you can't spell properly, you're, don't don't worry about that. Just keep doing what you need to do. Finish the book and then you pass it on to the editor and proofreader and they will do their job. Yes. Oh, love it. So I'm going to ask you, Tenji, now that you have started talking about the editing process and you're talking also as an author who has written written many books and has helped others. What particular writing thus far that you found has made the most impact? And I'd love for you to share, give us a sneak peek of something so that our audience and listeners will also want to dig deeper and, and purchase one of your books. So are you talking about which one of my books? Yes. Okay. So my first book, Glory Round Worshipper, Glory Round Worshipper definitely was the one for me. And my third book, Glory Round Living, those two books, because it talks about the glory, understanding worship and understanding how to live from the kingdom. I think those were the two books that really made impact on my life and on other people's life because I've been able to use it to speak at events. I've been able to use every event I do personally is related from any of my books. Any event I do. So Glory Run Worshipper as a conference called Glory Run Worshippers Conference. Glory Run Living as a conference called Glory Run um, living conference the worshiper in you i've done events called the worshiper in you my book on how to write your book fast i i do conferences on how to help authors become authors and write their book in 90 days or less so every book is related to something that i do so that's why i said at the beginning you can make impact influence and income so you need to decide when you're writing your book how are you going to use that book to make impact so for me i use the book by having events Mm. and from, from those events i make impacts by talking to the people that are there so how can you increase the impact that you want from the book? If you just want to sell on Amazon, that's fine. But hey, there's more you can do with your book. There's more you can do. You can turn that book into a course, a, a membership program, a signature program, a one-on-one coaching, group coaching, different things you can do. If you want to make impacts, you need to decide what am I going to do with my book? You just brought up the essence of what it means to be a fearless creator, being the fearless creator. And this is also a part of the fearless creator artistic project. Project that we receive funding for the Writing Well series. And I really love that you've pointed out the part that a lot of people neglect doing after they've produced such a valuable piece of content and information that really has the potential to impact so many, but they neglect the promotional aspect of really getting that message out there to as many people as there are that really need it. They just don't know about it. And so I love that you have really brought that in the forefront today in our conversation. And then you are also being an example in doing that, right? Living that and by an essence, walking the walk and being able to talk that talk. So I would love to find out, have you considered also doing with the world of COVID? Are you still doing in person? Are you looking at doing virtual events or summits, things like that? How have you made that pivot now with the way things are? Oh, I've made that pivot. (laughs) From March this year, I've had a challenge, a virtual challenge every single month. I just finished my first ever summit last month. Awesome. 
of a virtual summit. Now, because we're virtual, you can reach out to so-called influencers, people that you look up to, to speak on your events. Right. Virtual, so you're not paying them to come physically to a place. So I was able to reach out to Chandler Bolton, Christine Closer, Jesse Travello, Jesse Krieger, all these guys that I look up to in the publishing industry. And I was able to get them to speak on my summit and my challenge as well. So I pivoted because if you don't pivot, you're going to stay in in a place where you're not going to move forward. You need to move forward with the times. And we are in this time right now where everything is online. So if you don't know how to use tools online, go and learn what you need to learn so that you can bring your business online and do what you need to do. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I can definitely see and know that it's an exciting time when there's so much difference and darkness sometimes around, you can really turn things around if you have that correct mindset as you are exemplifying. And this is an example for so many of us. How can people um, connect with your vision? Of course, we're going to be linking to what we've discussed and your site in our show notes, but I'd love for you to share with those listening how they can connect with you. Yeah, you can reach me on social media. I'm on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on LinkedIn. If you search for me, you can definitely Definitely, definitely. Awesome. And then are there any last words of wisdom that you want to share with our listeners? Recently, from last week to this week, I've been speaking about get up and show up. And I believe that we're in a season whereby no matter what God has given you, if you don't get up and begin to show up, the world will not know that you exist. It's now. Now is the time for you to get up from where you are and begin to show that you exist because God has put so much in you and it's time for that thing to come out. And like I always say before I leave, any virtual event, keep smiling, keep shining because you've been designed and destined for more than where you are right now because you have what it takes to make it. God bless you guys. Oh, awesome, awesome. With that, thank you all so much for being a part of this conversation in our Writing Well series. And we want to encourage you, take the time out, visit the show notes, as well as connect with Tunji. Look at the books that he has written that is creating such great impact that we know you are able to also have with the words that are inside of you. Thank you so much again. Thank you for your time today. (laughs) Now for our Radiant Pearl Takeaways. Break free from the mindset that you can't do something because of a condition or natural ability. Don't allow setbacks to stop you from fulfilling purpose. Disappointment is a stepping stone to your next level. Understand who you are in Him, Jesus. When we understand our identity in God, then failure can't stop us. You can make impact, influence, and income. Don't just write to write, but what is it you can do beyond the writing? How are you going to use your book to make impact? If you just want to sell on Amazon, that's fine, but there is more you can do with what you write with your book. As we continue to tell multi-generational stories that inspire, I want to invite you to tell a friend about this podcast. Tag me on Instagram or Facebook. What was your greatest takeaway from this episode? When it comes to writing well, overcoming worship, 
and simply publishing, simply beginning, no matter the obstacles that is in your way and in your life. It's all a part of your story. And remember, we do love being social and hearing from you. So do connect with each other and me on Instagram at Lady Stacy's Aunt and at Radiant Pearl Living, where I personally respond and reshare your highlights of your takeaways when you tag me. Use hashtag Radiant Pearl Writing Well for a chance to be featured. Listen to the stories of our elders, millennial mentees who've become mentors themselves as you strive to find your purpose. Delve deeper in the discussion ideas through journal questions provided in our weekly newsletter. Thank you for listening to Radiant Pearl Living RPA Live with Stacey Zant. Visit us at radiantpearlliving.com slash episode 32. I look forward to connecting with you as I encourage you to live a radiant life you love.